How trite, Lottie Hawthorne thought, looking for all the world like a woman enthralled by the man kneeling before her. It was just like the Duke to make his proposal of marriage on Valentine's Day. It was not as though there was anything approaching a romantic attachment between her and the gentleman in question, but he was a man of certain age who felt that such momentous events should proceed in traditionally acceptable ways, to be remembered in perpetuity by those before whom they were being played out. She, for her part, was a young woman approaching the age when society dictated that, in order to be looked after in her dotage, she must either take a lover and live a scandalous life, or take a husband and bear him copious amounts of offspring. Neither choice appealed to her, but she had learned very early that her wishes would never be consulted or considered. She therefore schooled her features to look interested in the proceedings, but she had as much interest in them as she had in felling trees. His Grace the Duke of Snowley had just proposed to her in front of his house-guests, among whom were numbered her grasping mother and father and her suddenly envious sisters and their husbands, and she couldn't have been more unmoved. Turning a brilliantly fake smile upon him, however, she inclined her head and thanked her lucky stars that she had learned well the lessons of subterfuge at her mother's knee. "'Your Grace,' she said prettily, I am honoured to accept your generous proposal. She offered him her left hand, upon which he immediately placed a large and gaudy ring of rubies and diamonds. It was a heavy beast on her slender finger, and she was determined to wear it as little as possible. However, her punishment for being the eldest and only unmarried daughter of two ambitious members of the growing middle class would be to wear the monstrosity for the duration of the evening which was still only half over. The dance ended, and Lottie found herself sitting with the married women, as her situation had now significantly changed with the receiving of a jewel whose value could have fed and clothed the children in the hostelry in town for every month of the year. She cringed inwardly at the waist. She was not by any means a Puritan, and her girlish dreams had at one time included beautiful jewellery offered to her by handsome suitors but this ring, by which the Duke had claimed her, was far too extravagant for her tastes, which ran rather along simpler lines. "'His grace is certainly taken with you, Miss Hawthorne,' the lady to her left, a countess, she believed, murmured appreciatively, taking Lottie's hand in order to ogle the obscene jewel. "'Why do you say so, ma'am?' she asked, recognizing her duty to carry on quiet, respectful conversations with the guests who had come to celebrate her great good fortune with her. She had little interest in the Countess's opinions, but bent a sweet smile upon her as she listened to the woman's response. "'Is it not obvious to you?' The older woman looked scandalized at Lottie's lack of appreciation of the depths of the Duke's feelings for her. "'A man such as his grace, the Duke, does not expend as much money as this is clearly worth on someone he does not hold in the highest esteem. Her tone implied censure of Lottie's ignorance and ingratitude. Lottie did not know how to respond. What does one say to a woman old enough to be one's mother, whose ideas about love and marriage were woefully old-fashioned? She had to remain discreet in her speech, so as not to give away the true nature of her feelings on the matter of her marriage. 
and of her opinion of the bauble currently gracing her ring finger. She temporized instead, offering the Countess a placating smile in lieu of words.